Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I've got this anxiety which so bad I didn't leave this house for three months. So the more I was reading about it and the more symptoms I had and then with the menopause it was like, wow, there is nothing out there that is available to women that is simple and bright and colourful and quick. Hello and welcome back. This week I'm joined by Meg Matthews who I thought might be an interesting guest after reading about her work in campaigning for menopause awareness and she kindly agreed to come on and tell her story as well as to offer some tips. Now when I started to research Meg I realised that though I was very familiar with the more shall we say tabloid elements of her life that there were many parts of her story that simply been glossed over or not mentioned during the common narrative that were really intriguing. So I was pleased that Meg offered to talk about some of them during our chat. And for example, she touches on her time in South Africa during apartheid, offers an insight into London's punk scene, talks about having been homeless and then working very successfully in the music industry and goes into how blagging served her very well. She also shed some light on those very famous Primrose Hill years, during which Meg was the third most written about person after Princess Diana and the Spice Girls, and then of course goes into her experience of menopause and how she's devoted time to helping women have understanding and access to resources during what can be a very difficult time. Here's Meg. Let's start right at the beginning. <laughs> if I can remember that far back. Tell me yeah. about your childhood. What, where did, where did you okay, grow up? Okay, so I was, uh, brought, I was born in Guernsey. Mm-hmm. I was born, um, brought up there, which was quite amazing. I mean, you know, as they say, nobody shut, locks their doors. Um, you know, we, you know, the, the, the walks on the beach and the, the weather is slightly better there. And, you know, it's, it's lots of um, Guernsey cows, lots of tomatoes. And um, yeah, it was a really good sort of childhood. My dad was a builder and a carpenter and my mum was the school secretary. So it was oh, wow. great because um, I just always remember I was able to be driven to school, mm-hmm. even though I left there at nine. This was up until from like five till nine, but that was still good. So she would drive me to school and and I always sort of knew she was there and then she would, I'd get driven home from school and then also she had all the holidays off, the same as me. So I always remember that. Did you have thing. siblings? No, I'm an only just, child. Okay, you're only just child. me. So this is the late sixties. This was the late sixties, yeah. Okay. So I was born in sixty six, so yeah. So what are your memories of um the way people looked at that time and the way your mum looked? Um my mum was very petite and I would never have been on trend in that time because I'm so muscly, just naturally. <laughs> so yeah, and my mum, I was, I remember my, you know, my mum was saying that she was eight stone 11 when she gave birth to me. And there's pictures of her because, I mean, I only just worked this out when I was later. There was pictures of her walking um, down the aisle and um, she's wearing this tight pencil skirt in this beautiful, like, um, duck egg blue. Mm-hmm. And then this little tiny jacket, you know, very box sort of jacket. And she's walking down the aisle, and that was um, December 65 when she married my dad, and she had me in March 66. Oh and I didn't wear that out for years. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, she was six months pregnant. But you can't see. So she was very, looked like Twiggy. Okay. Very short hair, very, very tiny. Mm. And um, 
yeah, we are, we don't, we have, we just have none of the same build. Either. No, we're completely do, different. Do you remember her working at that? Was it, was no, she her diet? it was just no. that naturally 60s. Mm-hmm. They never dieted my parents. I just remember that. They, um, they always had fresh bread every day and they always ate butter and they always ate mm-hmm. cheese and they had three meals a day, but they never snacked. Right. Yeah. And it was always a cooked breakfast. Yeah. It was always sit down and breakfast was the most important meal of the day and it was sit around the table and it was my dad and me and mum and we'd always have breakfast. Mm, so proper food then. Yeah, it, yeah. Was def- it was all like that until I turned vegetarian at the age of nine. Oh, did you? Mm. At nine? Yeah. What made you decide to do that? Because when I arrived in South Africa, I just fell in love with my art teacher. So you moved from South Africa, you moved from Guernsey to South Africa when you were eight? And then I got sent to the only mixed... Mm-hmm school in the whole of South Africa because there was still apartheid going on it was called Somerset West Preparatory School and it was private but there was I think it was three black children at the school and that was never heard of because it was like you know it was never allowed but there was this one school just outside Cape Town outside Stellenbosch um, that I went to and um so what was, was your fun. experience with that? That must have been quite a big change. Apartheid was horrific. I just never really got my head around it. You know, right. the benches. And my mum and dad, you know, were always trying to explain to me, but they were explaining to me, you know, this is not right. What were the benches? No, so in a park, I just remember it would say, whites only everywhere. Every, like, going into the library, whites only. Sitting on a bench waiting for a bus, whites only. The beach, whites only. And then the colours and the blacks would just have the beach where there was really bad tides and no mm. one could swim i mean everything was really yeah. bad yeah tell me about what made you become vegetarian at nine uh because i had this art teacher when i got there and the first outing she took us to um an abattoir oh yeah she took this class to the abattoir so we just sat outside in this the class in the minibus and because they were very small classes and uh we just sat there and we watched the lorries going in with all the cows and the pigs and it was just horrendous and their noses coming through and their big eyes and it was you know and then she just said this is your choice but you know would you and and we were only nine and she just did this to all the kids and everybody was vegetarian I think it was really good because you know most kids go in they don't even know they go into a a supermarket everything is sealed in cling field they don't put the connection with that beautiful face Mm -hmm. and the nose and the eyes and this and a cow which is so beautiful they just see oh yeah steak burger sausages and I just think I'm so pleased that that was brought to my attention. Mm. And it was my choice, but it was my choice. And I said I would never kill anything with a face. Yeah, I think it's an honesty, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. if, you, if you're happy to do that, and lots of people would be, if you can hunt an animal and eat it, then fine. Yeah, I would say the same. Yeah. If I was able to go out there and... He always does that. <laughs> the What's dog's this dog bone. This is Oscar. He just he'll go and just want to want to tease your yeah. dog. Yeah, look, we're surrounded see? by dogs here. We're sitting yeah. cross-legged on the floor, <laughs> surrounded by dogs. Yeah, no, yeah. Sniff, look, he smelled that. Oh. It's very sunny, it's very hot, it's the 70s. It's, yeah. I mean, you're no a, sunscreen, you're an, you're an and so child, my skin so. is ruined. <laughs> As you can so was see, there no sunscreen we've got then? these. No, you never. Yeah. I mean, we finished school at midday. We'd go from like seven to midday, and then everybody did games mm. from midday. So from like midday till three or four, you would just do sport. So uh, when I came back here to yeah. go to boarding school here, I couldn't believe how rubbish everyone swam because from the I've just been swimming all my life. Yeah. So how so. old were you when you came to boarding school then? Uh, th- thirteen. And did your parents move back or did they? Stay no, I, they stayed there and I came back here and went to okay. boarding school in Oxford. When you're an only child, the one thing, the gift, and one thing you do is that you make friends very easily and you're very outgoing. So I, I think either way, 
you're either an only child, but you hide behind your mum, but my mum and dad were never going to have that. So I just knew if I was going on the beach, mm-hmm. um, like being Guernsey, being, you know, I would just go and make friends. Right. So I just think that was the way that I was. And then going to boarding school, I didn't want to be at home. I begged to go because I'd read Mallory Towers and I just so badly wanted to go yeah. to boarding school. So I wanted to be in these and have these adventures that I'd read about. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, you know, was, like, really fine to go to boarding school. So tell me about, then, you're going from Guernsey, where your mum is a kind of quite typically 60s sort of Very style, 60, yeah. stylish woman. Then you're in South Africa. Then you're in boarding school. Are you playing with your parents? Are you someone who wears makeup at all? Right, what so you what happens like? is, so when I'm in South Africa, because of the apartheid, there is sanctions really badly on South Africa for clothes, for fashion, for labels. No one would export to South Africa. So we had no music. Mm-hmm. Um, they had these like, so the music was just um, other artists singing other artists' songs, mm-hmm. and they were called Springbok albums. And because everyone didn't want their music played over there. And then fashion was the same thing. So um, when you're there, I suppose I just remember just wearing lots of shorts and lots of bikinis and, you know, it was just running around barefoot. Mm -hmm. And it was like that when I went to boarding school, I was a bit of like a Zola bud. I would walk around barefoot all the time and I still do this day. I would walk to Primrose Hill without no shoes on. When you're a teenager, you're at boarding school. Um... Were you, what were you good at at school? What, was, what were your strengths? You're good at sports, okay. Forget it, I was not academic at all. I had terrible dyslexia and I have ADHD, so I was like quite a like, ah, kid. Yeah. Um, but I was really good at sports, so the boarding school bit made, so because you're good at sport and with these boarding schools, it was like, you know, cross country. I was, I was the, I was county champion for shot put, which I hate to say, because <laughs> I just think of that. Fatima Whitbread. But the more better the sports you were at, the more you got away with not being so good and getting your, you know, your yeah, stuff. Your gra- yeah. Grades Which and everything. Which boarding school were you at? It was called Sibford Ferris and it was a Quaker school. Oh. And I went to boarding school with Guy Ritchie. Okay. And Tabitha Ritchie is still my best friend okay. today. We were yeah. both really sporty, okay. even though we did smoke, roll ups, and drink right. cider. And we did, we were just so rebellious that we all got asked to leave the school at the same time. Did you? Yeah, we How all got asked to leave. Uh, 14. How did your parents take that? Well, basically, they got a new headmaster, and then we all—they all wanted to get rid of the naughty people. Right, okay. You know how yeah, they do, yeah. 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 So they, yeah, we all got asked to leave. So where did you go then? What was your next step? And then my next step, I went to—I oh, left there. Then I went to another boarding school, mm-hmm. uh, an all-girls Catholic, really strict with straw boaters and everything. So basically, okay. when I was at Sibford, yeah. everybody was like listening to John Lennon and listening to Deep Purple and listening yeah. to Led Zeppelin. So. It was very much like I, you know, would have fled. I remember getting my first Levi's because Levi's I couldn't get in South Africa, so that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to get. So it was really exciting to get Levi's. Mm. And I wore clogs mm-hmm. and Levi's, and then we had those alpaca, do you remember those jumpers, which are all colours? and yeah, come yeah, from yeah, yeah, brown yeah. or pink, yeah, yeah those hippie things. And yeah. So, you know, it's very, very like that. And I used to henna my hair all the time when I was at boarding school. Okay. We'd all henna, each of us would henna our hair. Uh, that was and wear patchouli oil, so that sums right. that when I was at boarding school. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. when I went to the, the really strict school, I then shaved my head here, mm-hmm. and I used to have long hair, and it used to be purple or pink, and then I used to plait this down there. Did you colour it yourself? No, I used to go to a, a place in um, in Cromer, it was called in Norfolk, and they would colour my hair for me. Did you get in trouble? Yeah, yeah, always got in trouble, but it was just like, you know what, you know, are you going to send me home, and then I'm not going to do my A levels and. 
you know. So. Did you have a vision at this point of what you wanted your life to be, or were you just living for the day? No, I just was like obsessed with being a punk, obsessed with with um, getting clothes from Boy in the King's Road and mm. World's End, and that is just all I lived for. Yeah. Yeah, that so you was were enjoying it. your life. Though. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. So then you and went I came to a big groupy. <laughs> <laughs> so then you went. Who were the musicians that you liked at the time? When you say you're a big groupie. Oh, what was I? So in back then, it would have been the Clash. It would have been. It would just have been all those sort of mm. sort of bands. Mm. Yeah. And then you went to art college. Yeah. Then I went in Norwich. Yeah. Okay. And so were you thinking you'd become an artist, or was that just a natural offshoot of being a bit? I creative? wanted to be a window dresser, mm-hmm. but I didn't get the grades to get into the school that was the best window dressing school like merchandising mm. stuff and I didn't and I didn't get in there so I just was like oh, I better just do a foundation so I went to do a year's foundation mm-hmm. so um and then at the end of the year doing the year foundation and then I was quite gothy when I was there as well as punky mm-hmm. but I was like um I just remember that I used to save up and I worked in a fish and chip shop on a Thursday Friday and Saturday night and whatever mm-hmm. they say about you get sick of fish and chips. You don't. Really? No. Okay. So uh, you just, you know, you just eat chips. You never get sick of chips or yeah, whatever. They yeah, say yeah. you'll never want to eat them again. It's loads of rubbish. Yeah. Because I always ate them. Everyone always bringing them home and everything. Everyone always wanted them. So what I used to do was work there so that I could save up because I really wanted World's End clothes. Right. And at that particular time, everything was so expensive. Even shoes back then were like £200. So you're talking about the 80s. So it'd right. be like a thousand, like £1,500 now. So yeah. I say, was saving up and saving up, and then I hitchhiked to London because I would never spend the money on a train ticket mm-hmm. or a bus ticket. Mm-hmm. Got down to the King's Road, went to the place called the Great Gear Market where it was just like the, the full-on like King's Road punk scene where everyone would be, there'd be music. There was like crazy colour stores. It was just like, I mean, I just sit there with my eyes wide open going, oh my God, I just this is my life. Yeah. I do not hate the country. I really had this thing where I was just not connected to the country. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I just can't stand it. I just need to be here. Yeah. And at the moment I was waiting, I was getting a tea and, or a cup of tea or something, waiting for the shop to open World's End. This guy just turned around to me, slammed the phone down, and he just went, do you want a job? He said, my girl's not coming in. That's enough. I'm sacking her. She's always calling up sick. And I just went, what do you mean? He said, yeah, £110 cash in hand. I mean, back then, that was a lot as well. Yeah. And I said, yeah, what do you want me to do? He said, you're going to be on that crazy colour directions. You know, it's the stuff that you dye your hair with. Like, everyone's oh, yeah. dyed their pink and purple and blue. And, you know, and I had all these mad wigs that were all multicoloured. They're all like these punk cut wigs and long wigs and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, amazing. So you took the job? I took the job and I rang this guy called Norfolk Dave. He said, what do I do, Norfolk Dave? And he said to me, what you do, he said, is there's a squat in, in Stockwell Park Estate two girls that live there, these punks, you just go there, knock on the door, and, and this was it. So I rolled over to Stockwell Park Estate, which was so rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, you know, Were you Britson. scared? No. Okay. And then that was it. And then I ended up living on the streets for two years. On the streets, in cars, in squats. You slept on the street? Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. What do you mean? And I never went home. Sorry. That was it. I left college. It didn't bother you? No. So did you have your stuff in a bag? I just had a plastic bag, a black bin liner. And that was it? That was it. And didn't bother me at all. And then one day when I'm in the Great Gear Market, I'm then looking up the... um, Looking up um, Sloan Street. Mm. And I uh, go up there and I... Look into um, the Joseph shop. I was just like, oh my God, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been up Sloan Street. All I've done is go up the King's Road, be this punk, walk around, see rats on people's shoulders, hang out, 
pogo around to some music, yeah. spit a lot, <laughs> and then get on a, a tube back to Brixton. And then now I'd all of a sudden gone up to Sloan Street where you've got Harvey Nichols, and I was just like, oh my God, have I never seen this? Yeah. These are designers. I need to know. I need to have this in my life. And then there was a, a little um, thing saying, um, cashier wanted at Joseph, and I went for the job, and I got the job the following day. Okay. And I just had this head, and I dyed my hair black, and I had like this black skin head. And were you wearing makeup? And at that time, yeah, I was. I would win been loads of black eyeliner. And mm. then Joseph called me punky. And within six months, I'd worked myself up to cashier to manageress. Mm-hmm. And then I got headhunted by another big fashion company. And then I was doing... So you were tenacious. You were tenacious. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And then I did that. And then I just... I mean, I was always... I always just kept saying, I'm really lucky. I'm always in the right place at the right time. But I just basically blagged everything that I ever did. But you worked hard for it too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so then by the time, so one minute I'm like on the streets and then the next minute time yeah. I'm 21, I've got a PR company. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So tell me about the 80s in London then. Oh, just so much fun. Oh, my God. We used to, I just remember going to the Mud Club Ball all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this, like, uh, the Bat Cave off, which was very gothy and punky, off Carnaby Street. And there was just, it was a lot of high fashion. And we had this club called Taboo, which there would be Lee Bowery and Boy George. And everyone was doing this mad makeup and mad outfits. At the time, were you someone who would go home and were you into any self-care? Were you No, nothing, nothing okay, whatsoever. Fine. You were really hard living. Then. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're working for yourself then, so you've got your PR company. Yeah, yeah. And then tell me about the next leap in your life because then suddenly in the early 90s you go into this period that of music. people so, know about. Yeah. yeah, so basically what happens is, is I'm doing all the PR stuff and then I decided that I, really, I was so into going to Pineapple Dance Studios and I was obsessed with aerobics, so mm-hmm. we're in the 80s still. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I decided that I want to forget all the PR bit. I decided that I really want to become um, a fitness instructor. So I'm thinking, well, everyone seems to be going to do the YMCA course and all this. So then I, there's a gym in Westbourne Grove mm-hmm. and it's in um, Lampton Place. Mm-hmm. And it was called Lampton Place. I forget what it's called now. Probably works worse. Yeah, that's yeah. it now. But I, so anyway, I went there. Uh, got the job and then I was on the reception and I was like so when can I start to be a trainer and they were like no you have to go to like Loughborough Megan you have to do a degree in sports science and I was like oh so I mean I've given all my jobs up now just to do this and they were like uh yeah so I thought mm, not letting this go to her so I was giving towel and locker keys out and I was just thinking right this is the bit I'm gonna move and then I um happened to be 
Warner Brothers had a corporate membership there Mm -hmm. and there were so many different people coming and going like amazing people and then this person who was Michael Rosenblatt I think he's still the head of Warner's Mm -hmm. um, US he said oh we just signed this act called Betty Boo and we really need you to manage her and I was like oh my god he said well they've got she's got her American manager I think he managed like Seal and Prince and stuff like that so but we need he can't be here he's too busy so I'd put you forward and I was going what I'm here giving out towels and locker keys mm-hmm. he said you can do this so I left there walked away into this job he said just be a sponge learn absolutely everything about the music industry mm-hmm. he said it will be so he said you've got the best you're going to have the best people here you're going to have the best press people the best marketing people just sit and learn she's a priority actor you'll never have to beg for anything they'll just throw money at you so I just did that can I ask you something about when you started doing that job um for some people, dressing the part of the job is part of the job. Did you uh, change anything about the way you looked, or were you quite? Were you no, still just doing you? I was still. I was just very high fashion all the time. So, like at this sort of time, I was wearing. Um, it, I would always be wearing like Gaultier, or I'd be wearing mm. a liar. I mean, mm. I was like. I had the best Elijah wardrobe that you know because I just mm. always owed Joseph shit loads of money. I never you got a full weight No, it's oh. all gone now. Okay. Um, but I was always sort of what was at the forefront of fashion. Right. I was very like that, okay, and fine. I had lots of expensive pieces. Mm-hmm. Not a lot because mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of money, but I had sort of key pieces like mm-hmm. amazing boots or whatever was in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then um, you've mentioned a product called Noxzema cream. To Noxzema, me. yeah. Were amazing. you using that at the time? What is that? I was using that back in the early days when I was like going from squat to squat. That's yeah. where this girl I met, um, she first told me about it. And it you put it on your face, it's like this menthol wash mm-hmm. and sort of makes your eyes sort of water a bit, but it really good at getting blackheads out and would really clean and you feel really fresh after. Now, I think Noxema, okay. what you would have known here, because it, uh, it's, it's from the States. Mm-hmm. So uh, this girl that I sort of squatted with, she, I don't know how she got it or where she mm-hmm. got it, but she all seems to manage to get it. Mm-hmm. But if you now know, you only see Noxema as men's shaving foam. Okay. If you see it, it's a blue thing, it says Noxema mm-hmm. on it and it's men's shaving yeah, yeah, foam. Yeah. But um, this stuff is quite amazing. I have to bring you some when I go to the States. I'll bring you some back. Yes, please. It's really, yeah. They still sell it now. It's still a huge seller. Okay, yeah. I'd be curious yeah. to try that. Okay, so you've changed your job. Yeah, now. so I changed my job and I'm doing PR mm-hmm. and I do this with Betty Boo and I've learned everything. And then I decide to leave there. I set up my mo- own music management company mm. called uh, Flavor and I move into the world of hip hop. And then I start doing things as remixes and then I start working for Def Jam. Mm-hmm. And and were you into the music? Was it Was it like exciting for you i was a bit excited about it because i was working with things like before the fujis before they mm-hmm. came over here oh, wow. and all the def jam and all the hip-hop acts because no hip-hop acts could be played on radio one mm-hmm. so then they would all give me their white labels and then i would send them out to all pirate radio stations mm-hmm. so i was like really in with like a lot of very cool people right yeah and then i decided i would get into doing remixes and there was only big people like Dave Morales and Frankie Knuckles doing it. And then I came along and I had all these young boys from uh, Shepherd's Bush. And mm-hmm. then before you know it, I'm remixing Salt and Pepper, the only remix out of the US. I am do I get Ice Tea is only top 20 UK hit. Okay. I'm doing Seal, I'm doing Kylie, I'm just doing everybody. I so everybody, yeah, you name it. And I was the forefront of like giving everybody the best remixes in the, nice. in the country, yeah. Okay. So, and that is an all black. I had no idea what I was doing. I would just walk in with these heads of all these record companies from Sony to London to EMI. I'd sit there yeah. and they'd go, we need a remix. And I'd go, yes, yeah, so-and-so will be really good. Send me the data, I'll book the studio, I'll get live strings in. I mean, I would yeah. just, but I was just, hadn't just blagged the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 
okay, well, you must have been quite convincing. I was very convincing. <laughs> you ask any of them now, very convincing, all those the guys. They're all like heads of all the record companies now and they still talk about it to this wow. day. Wow. Tell me about this whole big Primrose Hill thing. Right, okay, so then I'm doing that and mm. then I uh, meet Noel and then I start mm. to work at Creation Records where I'm artist liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The Primrose Hill thing was like, we just happened to that all of us just ended up living here. And I'm still here. Yeah. (laughs) And I love it. Um, Yeah, so we were just all living here and it was just a very, you know, it just, I don't, you know, when these things happen, like when Andy Warhol or what these scenes happen and then all these sort of people get together, I think they're all sort of brought together for some reason because you don't actually sit there and go, you, 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 we're all going to move. So you don't go... Ewan McGregor, Sean Pertwee, Jude Law, Sadie Frost, Kate Moss, James Wright, you don't, you know, Paolo, you don't just all of a sudden go to them, we're all going to move there. You just mm. sort of go there and then mm. you all sort of find each other. Very natural thing. It's like when people say it, it's just like, I just don't know why we just all ended up in the pub there on a Friday night yeah. and we just all seem to be here. I think my thing about that is that it's so embedded. I was a young girl at the time yeah. and that was a thing that you couldn't possibly open a magazine, no. a heat magazine without seeing something about either Britpop or the Primrose Hill yeah. as someone who was right in the hub of that, kind of wh- whether that felt empowering or not. Right, okay, when you're in it, this mm. is the thing, you never feel what you're in it because you're just okay. day-to-day living it. It's like when, it's like years, it's not even like when you sort of come out of it, it's like years mm. later, it's like mm. when, when, when I speak to journalists or people talk to me or, you know, it's like 10 years on, I'm like, wow. It's like BBC Two did mm. a documentary in the summer of 97 and... They said, can we ask you a few questions? And I was like, yeah. And they said, we just want to make, you know, just would like you to know that you were the third most written about female. It was Lady Diana, the Spice Girls, and then you. No. In the tabloids, yeah. Okay. Did yeah, you buy anyway. them? Did you look at them? Yeah, all the time. Okay. Hated every minute. I love that you say that, though. Yeah, of course I did. I was yeah. just like, what's in it today? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So every day, it wasn't a day that I wasn't in one tabloid. And then tell me about seeing yourself, seeing a picture of yourself where you haven't controlled it, you haven't uploaded it. How did that, did that impact the way you felt about the way you looked at all? You know what? They, the paparazzi or the press, okay, they... If they're in, if you're in with them and they like you at the time, and it still goes on to today, you'll see people that always get written about in the <laughs> Daily Mail that they're always never, they just get away with murder or whatever, and then yeah. you can see the ones that are picked right. on. Okay. You know what I mean? It just you see a cycle. Yeah. I mean, you know, from Britney, they loved Britney, and then they tore her apart, and then yeah. she ended up doing all what she did. But they should have just left her alone. You can do it with anything. You can get a bad picture of them. Mm-hmm. You can just, you know, because it's happened to me. They mm. they build me up and then. Then me and Noel split up, and they decided mm. to sort of, oh, we'll go for her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And then I had so much bad press. Yeah. Because I didn't have any control of it, because at the time, I never, up until today, I've never had a PR person. The 90s look very tanned. Very tanned. I wanted to be Pamela Anderson. As you can see, I've taken my fake boots out. <laughs> um, yeah, I just was like, Ugg boots, yeah, cut up yeah, shorts. Yeah. Loads of blonde hair, loads of suntan, and yeah, that's really basically and what. Tell me what you were using at the time. What using what, what products? Sorry, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what products you were using at what the time in your regime? Oh, Doctor Hauschka. Okay. Was, yeah, that's all I used. Okay. Yeah, through the nineties, it was rose definitely cream. yeah rose cream. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was quite cult. 
and yeah. um and your hair was very blonde at the time very blonde yeah and were you were you looking after it in any way or were you just yeah looking? i always looked after my hair mm. um who was coloring it do you remember was john frieda okay yeah John Frieda. Fantastic. Uh, I still go to Nicola Clark at John Frieda now. Oh, Nicola Clark's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Still go there now. Great. Point. But I have Shannon there. I don't have Nicola. I have yeah. Shannon because Shannon's yeah, 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 really yeah. good. Shannon's amazing. Yeah, yes. I've seen Shannon. She's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, great, yeah. and she I love her really vibe good. and everything. She's she just like loves to be in Ibiza. And, yeah, she's very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because you can't, it's so hard to get him with Nicola. So oh yeah, just, well, Nicola's like. No, yeah. So me and Anais both have hair for Shannon, but it's quite mad that we were at John Frieda and now we're still at John Frieda. So tell me about the, the period, I, I don't want to sort of get tabloid on it, but I've got yeah. down like, you know, depression, rehab, like the difficult yeah, times so, um Okay, so I went to rehab, but I did mm. never got depressed. But they, they, my doctor wrote, because the doctor wrote that I had depression, so it didn't say I had gone to okay. rehab. Okay. I really don't know why, but back then, mm-hmm. it wasn't as open as it is now. Yeah. Um, so we're talking so uh 12 years ago okay so it wasn't really um it wasn't really talked about like mm. i was always photographed meg falling out of a club you know doing a line of cocaine whatever but then it was really like i was sort of one of the first sort of people and the more work i've done on myself mm-hmm. which definitely um from aa has just been amazing because it's given me the tools to really live life and to like work the steps and know really what i'm doing do you continue to go to those meetings yeah and um i think it's Without that, I wouldn't have got a spiritual program. And without a spiritual program, I mean, I wouldn't, like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that, you know, you say God or a higher power or whatever, mm-hmm. but it just means that I don't control everything because when Meg controls it, it doesn't work. But yeah. if I hand it over, you know, when you're worrying and then, you know, you sort of say, look, I'm just going to hand it over, it feels so much better because, you know, you can keep worrying, but you just learn to trust these things and to be able to live your life, mm-hmm. you know, so you know you just you don't live in ego and you don't live in self and I make sure that I'm just not obsessing with me so at that time when there was all that tabloid stuff I just wasn't prepared and I I wouldn't have known how but now I just let things go I don't really take them on board and Mm -hmm. I just think because at that moment I'm just thinking oh my god what's everyone thinking I don't really care I mean but you I think there's this thing you're human at the center of something and to be human and to be scrutinized and to be watched is incredibly hard yeah it is but then I I mean you know what they say it's just like you know all those people that are reading it don't know me anyway Mm -hmm. and the people that do know me love me anyway so I don't need everybody else there to like you know they can write whatever they want and think whatever they want Tell me about menopause. Okay, so no one prepared me for this. Mm. I mean, I gave birth in an hour and 15 minutes. I just was very easy. It was just, I don't know what people were complaining about. I watched <laughs> telly. I watched this morning. I watched um, Big Breakfast, followed by Trisha, followed by This Morning. And then I started pushing at midday and I gave birth at 1.15. Okay. And yeah, and I had not everybody in the room with me. Mm-hmm. Noel, my best friend. I mean, everyone was there, and I just mm-hmm. didn't make a noise either. And okay. uh, yeah, I know it's very bizarre. And then I got out the shower, and then I opened mm-hmm. a bottle of champagne, and then everyone came in the room, and we were, you know, God, sounds amazing. Yeah, it was. Like well, I, I know. I stayed about. I think I said about seven days in the Portland. Right. I, you know. Oh, the Portland. Yeah, yeah. I had my own room and yeah. I just was like, oh God, I really don't want to go home. You know, you give birth, you do all this stuff. Did anybody ever tell me, my gynecologist or whatever, going, you know, getting older, did anyone say to me, oh yeah, don't forget, keep an eye out for, you know, being perimenopausal or the menopause. Perimenopausal is premenopausal. Premenopausal, which can, you know, one in a hundred women will start in their early 40s. 
and one in a thousand in their 30s. <laughs> wow. You know, and I now, now I know the symptoms, I can actually look back at when I was about 38 or 39. I gave Nate's birth and I think it was 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, or 35, 36. Um, I remember now that the times when I was getting these awful periods of um, feeling anxious, uh, feeling a bit flat, getting foggy brain, aching, headaches, nausea, swollen boobs. I was having all this back then, and then mm. I used to self-medicate. So mm. I just think, oh, I don't feel right, and I'll just drink some more, mm. you know, because mm. it was, you know, the 90s was a bit like that. Yeah. So it would just be, let's have another drink sort yeah. of thing. So I just think I would self-medicate a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you um, didn't, and I also didn't, those aren't traditional two two menopause symptoms. No, I know, you see, yeah. but that, what are traditional? This is what I'm saying, this is what I thought. Mm. I thought from sex in the city, having that mm. hot flush, and when Samantha's going through that, yeah. where, you know, I never had that. I've not had that, but mm. I've had 24 other symptoms. Electric shock, dry mouth syndrome, dry eye syndrome. I've never even heard of yeah, that. Yeah, there's all this. The estrogen has a lot to say. I mean, okay. it dries everything out. Okay. Like your so, vagina, your eyes and your mouth. Oh, so you're feeling that. And then, so how much was it affecting you then? So you were drinking through it and then later on... No, that I, I mean, back then I didn't know. When mm. I just feel a bit offish, mm. I would sort of drink on a feeling so I think oh yeah I was feeling back there but then when I came so I was sober when I got in the menopause yeah so I mean I was sort of sitting with them thinking oh god what's happening and then this social anxiety I've got this anxiety which so bad I didn't leave this house for three months so the more I was reading about it and the more symptoms I had and then with the menopause it was like wow there is nothing out there that is available to women that is simple and bright and colorful and quick which is what I needed with my ADHD and dyslexia. Right. I don't want a massive book. Yeah. I wanted things that were quick. Yeah. And I could go to each thing and there was like a message and something about it and then go on the website and mm. then read up into mm. detail. But yeah. always me just talking the symptom through and keeping it like I wanted to keep, you know, that I would want to read. What did you do? So you, did you read up on it? How did you, how did you... Everything I got was just talking to other women. Right. Okay. So you I did learned, everything yeah. by, and I think because I can talk like that is because of going to AA and not, and not, you're about to share everything. So you mm-hmm. feel very like, you're very open about yourself and the way of your feelings and what you're going through. So you've been taught to do this. So yeah. I don't find it hard to talk that to talk about you know what's going mm. on because that is what's going in if I don't talk about it I'm going to go mad yeah so it's very open so this is what I try to teach lots of people to do when they've got anxiety I tell them to you know ring your girlfriend up if you you wake up in the morning and it's 7am and you're just filled with anxiety or feeling rubbish pick up the phone and go yeah. and talk to your friend or ask them how they're doing today mm-hmm. and then you'll take yourself out of self and before you know it they're talking about them and you forgot your anxiety's gone and it really works yeah so you know it's all about just doing these you know doing these small little things and that's what I try to teach people mm. now and also everything I do I do on the NHS okay so every woman is can do it in this country I mean I could Fantastic. easily just go to the Portland where my gynecologist is mm. and go see Sarah Matthews who is the best but she is 200 pounds a pop and 700 pounds mm. for a blood test mm. so I don't I do everything on the NHS mm. um to so other women will know what to do and now I have these uh, wellness sheets that you can download on on my website. You tick it, tells you all of it, and you can just hand it to your GP. Oh, so you don't go in there with, like me and get given untold. Uh, yeah, because you were misdiagnosed, weren't you? Yeah, I was just given antidepressants all the time. <laughs> Fine, but I didn't okay. know what I was going through. Yeah, I didn't know I was going through the menopause. So when you when you realised that you were, what what did you find helped you, and what's worked for you? HRT. Okay. Yeah. So when I say HRT, it's hormone replacement therapy. So. 
comes in lots of different forms. So everyone got this fright about in 2005, it was written about, oh my God, cancer. So you just see HRT mm. and you just get this big, I get this bubble in my head, just says cancer, yeah. breast cancer, HRT. And that's just what all these women of my age and older have just been put through. So there's 13 million women going through the menopause in the UK today. Gosh. A lot. Yeah. And uh, one in two women will get osteoporosis. Okay. Because they're not taking any form of HRT mm. to support the bones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one in three women will suffer from a stroke or a heart attack, which is the estrogen also um, uh, really plays havoc with the heart. So there's yeah. all these things. So to stay younger, to have less wrinkles, to get collagen in your skin, to stay younger, to have muscle tone, you need you need um, testosterone. Mm-hmm. And I put all these on with a gel, simple rub a bit of gel on mm-hmm. on my inner thigh, and, and all available you... on the NHS. Okay, fine. I was just about to say all available okay. on the NHS. Yeah at menopause clinics, which there is 26 of them only in this country, but if you go to them, they are amazing. So when you're going to GP and you're having the worst time, then you just ask to get referred to a menopause clinic where you can go talk, have blood tests, look at your thyroid. I mean, they're really good. And do you just use it while you're going through the menopause? No, I'll use this until I'm 99 years old. It will support my body now until I'm dead. If I stop taking it, then I might as well just say, oh my God, you know... um, so it takes the place of hormones effectively yeah it basically puts all the hormones back in your body and tell me about diet then have you had to change yours have you changed it yeah i think you need basically when you're going through the menopause and you know with your thyroid and everything your metabolism just slows right down Mm. so you women you know all women will start to put weight on around here Um, in the middle because of progesterone it just basically the body just stores this fat around here this Mm -hmm. middle fat and there's nothing you can do about it so you know everyone says to me well what do you do what do you do now I do you know I really have to watch what I eat I try to eat really clean Mm -hmm. what do you mean by clean do you mean I don't know sugars and no I mean I'm I'm not saying no sugars I made you know I made some cookies the other day I tried one you know that sort of moderate yeah Yeah, moderate you know and um you know carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and you know lots of greens lots of lots of fresh veg um you've just been to lanzerhof as well and we were talking about regimes and um how joyous they can be when you start to fast if you've done it anyway you've done this you've got the yogurt and the thing yeah and the spelt toast and da 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 you know you the cleaner you get um Mm. because all of a sudden after like uh, three days, your uh, everything starts to rework again. Mm. And well, you're not functioning because sugar's no. an addiction. So it's yeah, like and you're caffeine running like, yeah. and everything. Yes, yeah, so you're not an addict anymore. No, so days. you're yeah. very yeah. So after three days, you're yeah. just like so clear-minded. Mm. You're like lying in bed mm. going, "I need to sleep, but I'm not tired." Wow, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're yeah, just yeah, so yeah. alert. And it's also amazing things. how you can reduce how much you eat so much and take out all the stimulants and suddenly have shed loads more energy. Yeah, so it's like that mad. shift is extraordinary. extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. So I did. Um, the liver detox, which okay. was, um, which the two people said, let's do this liver detox. And mm-hmm. then I thought, right, I've never done liver detox. I've done all these other things. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. Mm-hmm. So the people at my table, they'd all done it and they were like, sort of fine. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, so it come and I've got six glasses of Epsom salts and then I've got like a half a litre of olive oil mm-hmm. and grapefruit. Then I've got these six tablets. Then they say to drink this stuff. And then at nine o'clock, lie with a liver pack on your liver, lie down, yeah. do not move. Yeah. And I'm gurgling and I'm burping and I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? I'm nauseous and my head's spinning. And, you know, anyway, hmm. I get through this night. Anyway, I don't know what was going with me. But anyway, talk about the liver detox the next day. I'm sweating and I'm aching and I'm going through this really 
this really big um, rebirth and thing, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't even get downstairs, and I'm shaking. And oh, really? Everyone, so you I, really you know, felt it quite quickly. Yeah, but then it was yeah. the next day. No, and then I had another day. Yeah. And then another day. Oh my god! Okay. So, so three days of this, <laughs> and um, and then all of a sudden, I just was like, oh, what's happened? Mm. And I just felt the biggest shift that I've ever had in my life, Mm -hmm. ever. And it was just like, it was just beyond. I don't know, um, when I talk about, when I was saying to them, what is this? Mm -hmm. They were saying to me, you know, first of all, things like antibiotics and all that rubbish comes out. Mm. And then it's metals. And then also Anais had mercury poisoning. So I was like, I'm really up on or metal poisonings because she had it really badly. So I had this huge shift and because they told me that the last thing is that you suppressed emotion and you press, suppress uh, you know, like anger in your liver. And I think, I hate confrontation and I think a lot of anger, a lot of people, I would just always push it down. Everything of all that came out mm. and I think that's why I had. And then I just had this most amazing shift. And then on the third day, then I met these amazing girls from New York and we just got bikes and we went out and we were with the nature and the mm. cows and goats and it was just phenomenal. And we were swimming outside and the treatments were beyond. So what kind and... of treatments were you doing? Did you do any drips and things like yeah, that? Yeah, I did or... loads of IVs. Did you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. They were you... amazing. So you do a yeah. liver one after, which is an hour and 15 minutes after your liver detox, which is mental and you're there yeah. for ages and you can taste stuff in your mouth and it's funny you say that i've had stuff where you, yeah you taste, you taste it, it in, it in your mouth. mouth yeah you're yeah. like god that's gone in my bloodstream quick i mean Quickly. it goes in there and all of a sudden you've got it's like three minutes like later vitamin b yeah. you can always taste yeah i taste vitamin c if they yeah, say yeah yeah it's mad isn't yeah. it how yeah. it's in there about in your how it takes no time at all no you go yeah um so I had lots of those. I had ones for... Um, the other thing that I've really been doing lately is um, finding stuff for cognitive therapy. So mm-hmm. I'm taking lots of brain food and all these new mushrooms like lime mane and everything, mm-hmm. which is amazing for... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get a list from you and put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, because I think it's, we're really all good. talking about... I'm doing loads on brain food just because yeah. of, of um, brain fog, but I just think it's another thing. We do all this like looking after our skins mm-hmm. and we take all these vitamins for the rest of our body, but we really never rarely whenever I speak to anyone do they do anything for the brain you were saying that you've switched to more organic beauty products and yeah. more organic products to use in your in your care routine I just wondered if there's anything that you found outstanding right yeah um so the, I tell you the reason why I I really didn't you know I mean people my mum was really big on this like you know using eco mm. products around the house and eco this <laughs> and and I used to be like whatever do you know what I mean slapping on all these different moisturizers mm. and 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 shower gels mm. and everything Thing. And, and then all of a sudden, when I was given this tiny bit of gel that I rubbed on my on my on my arm there or on mm. there, four days later, um, I stopped having night sweats. So then I was like, my God, the skin is the biggest organ, and I'm rubbing mm. this on, and it's gone into my bloodstream, and I've not injected it because when I first go menopause, I was like, do I have to inject the hormones in? Mm. Do I what do I do? Do I take all these tablets? And it's like a bit of gel. Yeah. In alcohol gel. It's almost like nicotine patches. Yeah. You? That's, oh, you have patches as well. I just don't know the patches. Yeah, but I mean, sporty. it's powerful. That's what I'm saying. It's like a tiny bit tiny of skin. Thing, yeah. yeah, and it goes in and, yeah, yeah like you say, nicotine. Yeah. So, and now I have got this one that I just bought in Space NK. She's amazing. It's Austrian. Suzanne Kaufman. Yes. Yeah. It's my new favourite one at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Her stuff's brilliant. All of yeah. it's brilliant. So, yeah, so um, I just bought the moisturiser, but I'm going to go back and buy mm. some more stuff because mm. I have to see whether I like it. How do you rest and restore now what's your idea of like 
a great chill Sunday? Um, I, you know what? I, I basically look after myself every day now. Okay. So I don't have a mental week and then mm-hmm. rely and then on Sunday. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I basically, I do, it's all about self-love okay. in, my, in my house mm-hmm. because I just know that um, since I came back from Lanzerhofen, I've just, um, just felt like this sort of new person, which mm. I just, every day I'm like, like, I don't want this to go away. Mm. So um, I, um, the other thing that I do every day with all that, I've got to say, mm. is I have a Lumi light, a vitamin oh, yeah. D light, and I swear by that as well. And you I just 30 minutes. No, I just, I just turn it on because mine's really bright. Yeah. The mark to me of something that is sustainable and good. And I also like, I did all mm. kinds of things. Like, I mean, I remember going to a woman who looked at my tongue and told me to eat virtually nothing. Yeah, I've had and that. I, that yeah, yeah, and yeah. I did that. And, I, and I've had the eye red. Yeah, and, yeah. and all of that. And I got really thin and I looked good. People go, you look amazing. But I then came off it and ate nine chocolate bars in a row. Yeah, of course. Um, Panache blah, blah, yeah. But then when you come back from somewhere where they've balanced you, you don't have that desire. Desire, no. It's like you then crave, when you're in, you know, everything's in sync, you want food, you want real food. In the morning, I do... Um, I do. I wake up with hot water and lemon. Yeah. Then I do uh, an egg cup full of um, apple cider vinegar. Okay. Then I do a Rhythms coconut kefir shot. Okay. And then I do Uda's um, gold eight or whatever. Uda's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I do Super that. Eight or something yeah, like that. that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's yeah. my. That's what I do with vitamin wise. Yeah. And then I do my supplements that I can show you if you mm-hmm. want to see. Yeah, yeah, we we'll take do you picture. want to do? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'll bring... Walk over and I can just... I will bring the microphones yeah. walking through the house. Fantastic. I'm going to have to paint a visual picture. So we are walking into the kitchen. Yeah. It's all very okay, nice so, and white. And then I make this, uh, this. I have okay. this, which is amazing. Right, so that's Nature's Living Superfood Organic Blend. It's green, foods, plant juices, sea, vegetables, enzymes, algae, bacteria culture. Wow, that's everything. Yeah, look. Okay. It's properly green. Yeah. Oh, wow, that smells... Um, yes, God, that smells it. intense. Um, <laughs> what do you do? What do you amazing. blend that I with? I just water. Okay. I just do two tablespoons And you don't hate it? Like that. Yeah. No, I okay. love it. Bone support for my root... Uh, osteopor- I've got osteoporosis. Okay. Yeah, just so people will know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could look all completely fit, and then I've had a Dexy yeah, bone yeah, scan yeah. two weeks ago, and I've got... In, I'm in the right. red in my left hip. Okay, so, so you're I taking... now do a lot of weight training right. and everything, and then okay. magnesium basically to keep calm. Do you take magnesium every day? Every day, yeah. and then I also swear by this. Yeah, this is amazing. That's L-theanine and lemon yeah. balm. What does that do? That is basically another really calming one. Okay, it's fine. really so calming. It keeps you quite it's centered. Amazing. Yeah, centered. And hyaluronic then, acid. Yeah, because yeah, hyaluronic acid often doesn't penetrate skin when you put it on. No, so there's no so point. No but you need to get it inside. Yeah. There's my face product. Do you want to see? I mean, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't cool. mind. Yeah. We'll All right, so we'll go upstairs as well quickly, and um, I'm just doing this walk yeah, through. I love your house, Meg. It's very calm, Meg's house. All right, up we go. Okay, so I've never done a podcast on the move before. I feel not. like I'm doing Annika's challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so next to my bed. Right. Okay. And of course. The one thing I forgot to tell you all to do is yes. uh, why I feel so good yep. is because of my CBD oil. CBD is having a moment. Yes. Why is it so great? 
Well, I've got my own company. Yeah. Yeah, called The M Blend. Can you buy that on your website? Yeah, you can buy it on the website. Yeah. So basically what happened was I was on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Then my girlfriend from New York, she's a really famous uh, makeup artist. She came mm-hmm. over to stay can with me. Can you say me. who she is? Angie Parker, yeah. And um, um, she, we were basically, she was like, because we, we, we were like all lived together in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we were uh, all, she come over here. So we were sitting here and she was like, back in March, whatever, giving me this. Mm-hmm. And after five days, I was like, oh my god i can sleep so well mm-hmm. so then i was on antidepressants so then i came off the antidepressants and because i knew this was so good yeah and um, so do, do how do you take it how do you use you it? do you just basically you take uh four drops in the morning under your tongue and four drops at night okay That's so it. it's Tiny like a little drops like that okay, yeah fine and it just goes under your tongue oh, really? and um i've n- i've just not had anxiety so or anything oh. it supports everything my hair's really thick now my you know my skin everything is yeah, just yeah, it yeah. balances it's so good oh god so into that okay okay so then these are my favorite things so then i have mm. um this is another this is another cbd but this isn't called graces this okay. is a friend of mine and you do this you roll it it's your really temples. good yeah okay. So that's um, more like when you need a top up, and this yeah, is this like is, your this dietary is, this supplement. Is amazing, yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, and then I love their stuff. Oh, Bamford's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so I've got the pillow spray. Yeah. There, that, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. have that, and then I have a little bottle of. Patchouli. So you're so although you're someone who won't necessarily stand in front of a mirror for an hour, but this is are, all body. Have you yeah, noticed this? But you are no someone face. who, before you go to bed, you'll spray. Oh, that Aveda chakra. Yeah, I love. I love these. When I worked at Marie Claire, we used to spray that all the time. Yeah, it's when amazing. For you, you'll use a product if it makes you feel good, good and smell good. And yeah, yeah basically so it's about the whole experience. Yeah, so for yeah. me, so then I decided to do the the CBD oil, and then I decided to do a whole range. Yeah, and then yeah, I did yeah. the spray. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm really proud of this because it's only this is only seven weeks old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Yes. Oh well, well congratulations. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a link to everything underneath. So if you're missing okay. some of the names, guys, don't worry. I'm going to take pictures okay. and write <laughs> it all down. We'll get Meg's yeah. stash. Right. Well, I think we have thoroughly covered your routine. Good. And um, thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I will, like I said, I will get pictures, I'll get names, everything will be there. And I will link to Meg's website and all her incredible products. So thank you so much, Meg. Thank you so much for listening. As promised, I'll make sure all Meg's recommendations, as well as a link to her website, are in the show notes. Please do subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I hope you'll join me next week when I'll be here with a new guest. See you then. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 